Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 9 this morning is where we're at as we go through the Bible verse by verse, and we're in the message titled, Power. Verse 6, it says, So they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Again, what is the gospel that they're preaching? You know, you think about that. What, what is this message of the gospel that these guys are preaching? Jesus died on the cross for your sins? No, it's not, because Jesus hasn't died on the cross for their sins. He hasn't risen from the grave. So what are they preaching? What's the, the word gospel means good news, right? They're preaching the Messiah is here. The Messiah is amongst us. Believe in Him. The kingdom of God is at hand. You know, and that was what they were preaching as they went from place to place. And we have a fuller gospel now, don't we? The gospel that we preach is that Jesus came. He lived that perfect life. God in flesh. He, he suffered and was beaten for our transgressions. He died upon a cross for our sins. And His blood shed was payment for all of our sins. And as He was buried... The third day he rose from the grave conquering sin and death. And when we put our trust in him, when we believe in him, when we say you, what you did was enough for me to be acceptable before God, then we pass from death to life and we're given eternal life. That's what the Bible tells us. Romans 8, 8 through 11 talks about, you know, the word is near even in our heart, the word of faith that we preach, that if we believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus and, and believe that God raised him from the dead, then we will be saved. For with the heart one believes into righteousness and the mouth confessions made to salvation. And that whoever believes on him will not be put to shame or whoever puts their trust in him will not be put to shame. It, it's similar to that. That was a loose quote. But that's the gospel. The good news that Jesus died for our sins and rose from the grave. And that's what they were preaching. The good news that the Messiah has come. We, we have a fuller good news. A, a, new, a good news that when believed brings eternal life. Everlasting life. But they also had power to heal the sick and to cast out demons. And we, we have that power too. It's interesting. I don't think that we, we think in terms of the supernatural very much in our culture. It's just not something that's out front. You know, there's not voodoo witch doctors on every corner in America. You know, we tend to think about science and like there's a natural explanation for everything and you know, there's, there's no real demonic stuff going on. That's where we, that's our comfort zone. I would say that's my comfort zone anyway. I don't like to think, okay, well, this person who's wigging out in front of me is demon possessed. I want to just think, okay, well, they just have a psychosis. But certainly there are people demon possessed. I was talking to a brother just, just a couple of days ago and he was asking this question. It was in a class and he was asking the professor and he's like, so here's the scene, like we were at this place and this woman came in, she says, I have a demon. <laughs> and so we were praying for her to cast the demon out. And, but he says, what was weird about it is as we're praying for her, we said, you know, in the name of Jesus, get out. And the, and the demon says, she doesn't want me gone. She wants me. She wants me to stay. So they, they asked the lady, do you want this demon 
It's like, yeah, maybe we can do this next week. <laughs> and he's like, what do you do? And the professor's like, you know, he says, I've dealt with a lot of these issues in the past. And, you know, if you cast a demon out of her and she doesn't want it gone and she's not open to the gospel, it's just going to come back. As Jesus warns, with seven other demons more wicked than itself. And so they're trying to convince this lady to be free. And she's like, I don't want to be free. And finally, she just ran out. But if, if a person wants to be free, if they're, if we're going to, cause you can't cast a demon out without putting something in, right? You can't just clear the ground without planting something. And so you have to share the gospel. And so you have to let the Holy Spirit come in where the demon used to be. They need to be saved. They can't just be cleansed of the demon and then go on your merry way. Good luck. <laughs> you know, wouldn't do any good. And so we, we pray for them. And, and in the authority of Jesus, we have the authority to cast out the demon. So how do you do that? How do you cast out a demon? Well, first you got to get its name and then you have to figure out its anchor point. And then you got to figure out its authority. And then you... no, there's books that tell you all that stuff. Power encounter. No. What do you have to do in the name of Jesus? Get out. There's only one time that it seems that Jesus asked the demon his name. We read that the uh, legion for we are many, but I think he was asking the guy his name. I want to talk to the man. There's so many demons there. Don't send us before our time. Get out of him. And that's what Jesus did every time you get out of him. In the Gospel of Mark, it's interesting. You realize the first person who declares the deity of Jesus? Mark chapter 1. We know who you are, the Holy One of God. It was the demons in this man in the, in the Capernaum synagogue. And Jesus says, get out of him. And it, it thrust him and seized him and then it left. You know, they don't like to leave, but they have to leave because you have authority over them and, and you don't want to talk to them. Demons are liars. You don't want to talk to them or get in a conversation with them. You just want to tell them to get out. And that's the only thing you want to say to a demon is in the name of Jesus, get out by the authority of Jesus. And that's what, when we say name, that's what we mean. And so they, they went through these towns, departing, healing everyone. Verse seven, it says, now Herod, the Tetrarch heard about all that was done by him, and he was perplexed because it was said by some that John had risen from the dead. So, no rest for the wicked. This guy had a guilty conscience all the way. People are saying, it's John the Baptist raised from the dead. <gasps> you know, I mean, that'd be freaky, wouldn't it? You had somebody killed, and now they're walking around. But notice this, verse 9, it says, And some said that it was Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the old prophets had risen. It's interesting to me, because in this Jewish culture, they had a strong anticipation of resurrection. That somebody was going to be resurrected. They had this strong anticipation of that. In fact, it kind of probably comes from the last couple pages from the, the book of the Old Testament in Malachi chapter 4, the very last statement in the Old Testament. And, and of course, you have to remember, Elijah didn't necessarily die, but he was with God. He was taken up to God. So they believed he was going to come back. And this is why. It says in, in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6, Behold, I will send to you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. That's, that's how the Old Testament ends. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. 400 years of silence. But Elijah is going to come back before the Lord comes back. Now, John the Baptist was a type of Elijah because he came to as a one, one who had prepared the way for the Messiah to come. 
but before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, before Jesus comes back the second time to judge the earth, Elijah will come back again. The Elijah, the one, will come back. And a lot of people believe in, in the book of Revelation it's one of the two witnesses. You know, that's possible, very possible, very probable that he will be one of the two witnesses. But Elijah will come back before the day of the Lord, which will be the tribulation period. Verse 9, it says, Herod said, John, I have beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? So he sought to see him. Now, it wasn't because Herod wanted to repent or wanted to know the truth or wanted to get, you know, connect with the faith. You know, notice Herod, when he did get a chance to see Jesus at his, his trial, this was right before Jesus was crucified, Pilate, realizing Jesus was a Galilean, sent him to Herod because Herod was a tetrarch, a king over a quarter, which was Galilee and Perea. Those are the two areas of of Herod's jurisdiction. So Pilate sends him off to Herod. And so it says in Luke chapter 23, verse 8, Now when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had desired for a long time to see him because he had heard many things about him, and he hoped to see some miracle done by him. That was his motivation. I hope he does a trick. You know, I hope he does something amazing. But Jesus didn't. Jesus doesn't perform tricks. This guy's kind of warped. Verse 10, it says, And the disciples, or excuse me, the apostles, when they had returned, told him all that they had done. Then he took them and went aside privately to a deserted place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. So Jesus understood the necessity for them going out and doing this work that they needed to be recharged. Well, wait a minute. I thought God did all the work. He gave them power, right? I know. I don't know about you, but I have saw a log in half with my hand or drilled a hole with my hands, or with a tool, and I've done it with a power tool. I've cut down a tree with a heavy chainsaw getting rattled, or even like a saw, you know, back and forth, with another person on the other end. I've done that too. And I've used an electric chainsaw. So easy. So why do they need a rest? You have to understand that when you enter into ministry, you are in a spiritual battle. Corey Tamboom in A Tramp for the Lord talked about this. Her and her companion, lady that was traveling with her to help her, because she was an older woman, they, they'd travel from place to place, and she said sometimes we get into a place, and she said she just feels so tired. And then her and her companion would start fighting with each other. Like they'd just start to argue about things. And, and she's like, man, this is it's getting irritating, you know? And they started to kind of develop this irritation towards each other. And somebody pointed out, she said, well, when you travel into a new area, there's demons over that area, and they don't want you to be there. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208 208- 991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.